Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Lackluster, Your Good Girl Is Actually a Whore. Now, I know it's been a long time in between drinks, <laughs> but today to bring us back into some kind of, I guess, pattern of normalcy, we have the excellent Tim Struby, who apparently has an inordinate number of Libra um, placements in his chart, which makes a lot of sense considering he's written this incredible article about the world of dating as a sex worker. Now, this is a really, it's, it's a very, the thing I love about <laughs> the fact that you've written this is that I feel like only a Libra <laughs> would ask this question because a lot of people don't even think about this. This doesn't even cross their mind. I mean, they have a million other questions when you, I don't know, disclose that you're a sex worker, but they never ask about, oh, do you, are you in a relationship? They kind of automatically assume that you're not, I guess, or I don't know. It just doesn't cross their mind. So can you please tell yep. me what was the catalyst or what was the kind of intrigue that prompted this very kind of specific and untouched subject matter? Well, I was one of those people who had never thought about it, not that it came up any regularity. <laughs> um, but I had worked on a story um, several years ago uh, for the New Yorker that involved, uh, it, it was a multimedia exhibit and it was based on this famous book called Working by Studs Terkel and it just examined people's work lives all across America. Oh. And they were having a sex worker take part in this. And I was kind of interviewing this woman. She didn't wind up doing it. They found someone else. But mm -hmm. when I was talking to her, she mentioned that she had a long-term boyfriend oh. and it struck me as so surprising because it had never sort of entered my consciousness mm. like you said like that's possible or that's something that happens it's commonplace and or regular or yeah totally yeah i just you know it's just something that that struck me and what it did what it did was it stayed with me and mm. and for me when i get a story or, or something that surprises me and it, it stays with me I, I never shake it mm. I know that's a, a good story and I like these stories that people don't usually see mm. um, so I reached out to her several years later I, I had never oh, wow. really spoken to her again and broached the subject and said I'm interested in doing a story like this would she want to participate and she said she would and so then I was off to the races to, you know, find other subjects because I didn't want to write about just her. I wanted to get uh, a reasonably broad spectrum. Yeah, like of multiple perspectives. Providers. Yeah. Yes, sure. absolutely. Interesting. Yes. And I guess, um, can you tell us about the journey that was, you know, of writing this article? How long did it take? How many people did you kind of reach out to? How many people responded? Sure. Um, why did you decide on the specific kind of niche of like a, I mean, for lack of a better word, a high end or a, you know, high class provider? It also like, cause you're, you, 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 you drew from very specific, a very specific well. So it was the elite kind of high end provider based in New York city, um, and female, um, so what, what were the constraints and how did you decide to build the foundation of the story? Well, it's such a, such a broad subject. There are so many 
uh, varieties of sex workers, as we know. There are, you know, male, female, trans, gay, mm-hmm. black, white. There are every sort of, you know, economic level and, mm-hmm. you know, social level. Um, with something that broad to tell a story that would would resonate and um, would be able to, I'd be able to create a narrative around uh, the more specific, the better. That's and, very true. Yeah. Yeah. And it could, if it's too broad, then you're just not getting deep enough into the, into one aspect of it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, um, so what I did was from the first subject's Twitter feed, I found other recommendations on Twitter. Oh. comes up. So you might, you know, you might <laughs> like this person. Yeah. So I wound up going down that road and i i emailed i must have emailed over about 40 escorts um of all varieties white uh hispanic black um you know and in new york i chose new york because um it's local and i I like to sit down with people in person and check in with them and it, it was just easier i mean it was not it was not for any reason other than that and and some of the women were kind of had moved around and i got responses from about positive responses from about 12 and I settled in on about seven who I interviewed regularly the three main subjects I interviewed more extensively mm-hmm. um, but I I went back and and talked to them, all of them regularly to see how their stories had evolved and how their perspectives have evolved because they didn't have, they hadn't thought about it that much and they were really interested in talking about it. and I went with also the people who wanted to talk about it you don't think that they thought about it that much i don't think they had they might have thought about it a lot but they hadn't talked about it that much from Mm. what i gathered um and looked at it and gone into depth because we went into real Mm. depth on this and to analyze their what they want and where they are in their lives and it, it definitely stirred this up um, within them and and I, you know found that and this has happened in stories in the past that it was somewhat therapeutic for them mm. to talk about this that they liked it well I mean I guess I'm coming from my personal perspective when you start to talk about things which is kind of like it's like therapy right it's cathartic so you 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 tend to you you can there's it's a safe space to bounce off your experiences and you start to notice patterns and then you want to correct those patterns but sometimes i guess the nature of the beast especially with this issue not the issue but this topic and this kind of subject matter is that the problem is the job because it's fundamentally disagrees with the kind of ethos and perspective of so many, I guess, cis white, uh, not white, but cis men, if you know what I mean. It goes against yes. their very nature. Absolutely. And, and it was funny because um, talking about it, just as, you, just as you said, there's a difference between thinking about it and talking about it. And talking about it somewhat will... will um, bring it to life more and, and bring out these contradictions that they will realize themselves. I mean, there were a couple particular subjects who, you know, hadn't really addressed the contradictions of this, of like what sort of relationship they were in, what they wanted. Mm. And, and it, it really, um, you know, more than a few times someone 
uh, you know, some of the subjects I said, you know, I've never thought about this, but I realized so and so, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And um, because it is so complicated, the, the yeah. contradictions and there are elements of the job that they, they, they don't necessarily want to accept and say maybe it's going to be harder or, or, or you know, how it's sort of they're judged. And it's but very difficult. It, it causes you to become very intentional about who you date, who you trust, who you want to let into this world that is very um, unconventional and unpredictable and it comes with a lot of um, contraindications that other relationships and other jobs just don't have. And I'm not saying that there aren't jobs out there. Like, of course there are. You know, there's people who work, you know, night shift or there's people who, like, commute long distances or travel all the time. But it is very – it is quite different because it does, Absolutely. you know, it, can, it consists of a very intimate exchange between client yeah. and provider, which, you know, causes a lot of issues when you're in an intimate relationship with somebody else. Yeah. yeah, and 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 for some of the providers, you know, they're they're processing what society feels about this. They're doing something they love, but then society and it's frowning upon it. You know, it's illegal. It's it's mm. people are extremely judgmental, particularly in this country. And yeah. while they don't feel that themselves, they still feel those external pressures, and they're unavoidable. So it does raise these significant problems, the questions within themselves and they wind up questioning themselves of, of saying, you know, am I, am I doing this right? Are these guys right? And, and it's all about finding the right partner to, yeah. to, to really kind of give them the sense that they are, they are expressing themselves the way they want to. They are, they are uh, not bad people per se, mm-hmm. or uh, doing something wrong but obviously the process is difficult and what was really interesting was that all the subjects i talked to basically experienced the same patterns the same exact process and it was it was really i i found it fascinating it was it it really didn't um it didn't really differ that much uh in all of their stories and how they felt the, the experiences they had with bad dates and the experiences with good dates and the experiences of of people they met where who were very open to it initially which mm-hmm. a, a lot of them experienced but it's not something that you can really be okay with or understand until you know you're a guy who's you know girlfriend he cares about and loves just going out to sleep with someone else yeah and it's and it's hard and it's um and I learned that men can sometimes not be nice people. <laughs> That's not only the case when, you know, in you the know? dating world of sex workers, it's the case of in course. general. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I'm kidding. And it, it was, um, but it, it really, spending, I spent about two years probably on it. Um, and of course, it's not, it wasn't the only story uh, that I was working on, but stories like these, uh, I just kind of every few months check back in with them to see how their stories are developing because I, I, I didn't think it would be fair just to do a bunch of interviews with these women without letting their stories evolve mm-hmm. and and seeing how um, their arcs play out in these relationships and yeah uh, yeah 
and I wanted to find I wanted to find one who was just starting to date, one who had been dating and having some trouble, and then one who was in a long term relationship. And and I I found them. That's brilliant. That's, yeah. Yeah. I guess I guess it's kind of I was I had this thought before, which we kind of moved on a little bit, but it's almost like you know these you know. Suitors trying that strange flavor of ice cream that's you know been concocted in the lab, and I don't know some kind of you know sweet potato swirl or you know that type of thing, and and a lot of them realize quite you know that oh well I'll have that one time, but I don't want to have that again. Or it was nice for the afternoon, or it was nice for a few months, but it's really not conducive to my lifestyle or my needs right. or my requirements. And um, and I guess also kind of more what we moved on to was you need time for relationships to unfold. So no wonder it you know was spanned over the course of such a long period of time because you know relationships don't just happen overnight, and if they do, that's like a red flag and within itself. <laughs> yeah, and, and and you know and. And, you know, there were, you go through different periods. Uh, oh, of, yeah. You know, a lot of some of, the providers, yeah. some of the providers weren't dating and were using the time in the industry to take a break from dating, the pressures of dating. Mm. But as I talked about in the article, um, if after a while, it's very necessary. It's, it's a, you know where sex is healing and and you want someone to curl up on the couch with and and not have it be uh you know work related where you can just be yourself and you don't have to be on you know you don't have to be on and i found it very they all you know everyone said after a certain period of time after a year basically everyone said that after a year when their business got settled and they figured it out because there is a no online class for that. Um, no. Yeah. We wish um, that there was. <laughs> well, maybe we really, did. Yeah, that's what you should do. That's your next, uh, that should be your next uh, project. Oh my God, like um, a web- webinar. Here's <laughs> an eight week course. <laughs> and, uh, and they all really found this need for emotional support. And physical support, and and because the job is hard, and the job sounded to me from what it sounds can be very lonely and isolating. And well, I guess having everyone craves a, a partner. You know, everybody, in no matter what you do, no matter you know what kind of stage of life you're in, that's a totally normal thing. And I think the thing that I've been thinking about recently is that when you're a sex worker, most you know, not all the time. Like sometimes people do, you know, longer kind of companionship arrangements or dates and things like that, mm-hmm. but. You know, when you're a full service um, sex worker, the the emphasis and the focus is on the sex. So all those other things that come in a relationship, like sitting on the couch and watching TV yeah. together, cuddles in bed um, in the mornings and, you know, like just kind of very normal type things. You, yeah. you do come to crave those because there's there's the, the balance or the scales is, you know, un, unbalanced in your life. You're constantly giving out this sexual energy, which is really, it's, it's very dynamic. It's a very yeah. dynamic form I'm of energy. Sure. It's very powerful. So yeah. you need something else that kind of is going to like balance out those scales. And that's, I feel like that's why, you know, you, you said it like a really key word there. It's like loneliness. It's like yeah. emotional support, you know, which shouldn't really play into a client you know, provide a dynamic unless it is kind of a very special and unique situation. 
Absolutely. But mm-hmm. I think, you know, and, and through conversations with the providers, the trust factor is obviously extremely difficult. And, and it's, um, you know, when to tell someone, because I had been talking to someone about this recently who read it and, and they were saying, well, you can't form a relationship on a lie and not tell them, you know, for mm-hmm. a while. And I said, but, but there's, there's a great amount of trust needed to tell someone mm-hmm. you, you don't, you don't want to do it. And, and, and I mean, that balancing act to me, it seems so extraordinarily hard. It is because um, I feel like that comment is quite throw away because it's like, well, would you trust someone straight off the bat with a very, very intimate and, potentially dangerous piece of information like that's about self-protection and obviously they don't understand that which is quite disappointing but i guess that's another you know um misconception about the industry it's like you've got to be so careful about who you trust the number of girls and people who have been outed or you know who have had their lives turned upside down because they trusted the wrong person it's crazy yes yeah and 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 you know in this day and age, meeting people online is how most people meet. You really need another layer of trust and protection because you just don't know what you're getting in that department. It's different 100%. back in the day when you, well, you're, you know, your friend introduces you to someone, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, but you even, know, I've even, heard, I've heard, even, yeah. even then in that situation, if your friend introduces you and that friend doesn't know what you do, it's like, oh, well, there's another kind of sticky situation because it's like, yeah. so do you tell the guy, but like, don't tell my friend because she doesn't know, you know, because yeah. then you're potentially being outed to two people. And then there's like all sorts of ramifications that crop up. So it's very tricky. And I get it. Like the trust thing is a huge one. It's like, I've had situations where I've just completely been like, no, nah, this is not, I'm not trusting this person. Or I've told them after a few dates or I've, I've dated a person I haven't told them at all because I never ever felt that that trust was established, which is sad, but it's very cool. Yes, yeah. but it's absolutely. And it's, I don't, I didn't get a sense over the course of time of this that, that anyone had come up with an answer yeah. that, <laughs> that is the solution to this um, other than just to keep trying and struggling. And it's also was, was, very difficult because it's not some sort of rejection if 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 a provider reveals what she does it's not just a rejection of yeah i don't you know we're not a good fit it's it's a kind of a moral judgment and you know you feel bad and nobody likes to feel bad about what they do yeah it's it's like a lifestyle and a preference conflict i suppose i mean that's one one part of it it's it's also like I've I've known girls who have been like, I just don't think that, you know, their, their partner said, I just, I, I can't deal with that. Like, that's just too much for me, you know, to think about those types of things and to be okay with it and to not be stressed about it. Or even from like a safety point of view, like partners constantly worrying. And, and then that also, it takes, it takes a bit of your personal power away because we know how to run our businesses. We know how to keep ourselves safe. We've done it for years, you know? Um, and we, we have structures and, you know, protocols in place that do that for us very well. And all of a sudden when you're introducing another person into the, into the mix, it's like they, and guys, guys like control, right? So they want to know, 
everything, the ins and outs, you know, even down to sometimes how the booking was. And and yeah. some of the time you just don't want to talk about it. You're like, no, it's just not, we don't need to talk about it. And that's another thing that's like, oh, God, really? Yeah. <laughs> it's, and it's, it's part, you know, and, and a lot of the subjects said that one of the difficulties and one of the inherent difficulties in this is that to have a partner is you want to be able to talk about your work you know there's complaints you talk about your bad day and and how much do you want to tell and how much do they want to know and and, you know it's funny one of the subjects was saying that she has learned and she's she's been doing this quite a while says you worry about two types the ones who don't want to know anything and the ones who want to know too much that's that's exact. That's so true. That's so on yeah. point. Yeah, because you're yeah. like the ones who don't want to know anything. It's like, do they care? And are they in this for an ulterior motive, or like, are they just like yeah. dissociating, or just you know tapping out? And the ones who want to know too much are like, this is just, is this? Am I being fetishizing? Yeah, or like, are they kind of going away and and worrying about this, and and then they're going to come back to you with an entire, you know, like you know, argument that's been, you know, building up and smoldering like a volcano, you know? <laughs> yeah, and I was wondering, what I didn't, what I, what I wasn't, what I didn't get is it didn't seem to me that a lot of the providers, at least the ones I had spoken to, spoke to friends about this, about dating and about, and I didn't know, do you find that providers do talk about that a lot and, and talk about this? this subject and the difficulties of it or do they just kind of is it not something that they bring up when they're together or friends or because i know a lot of them know each other i feel like some people are confident enough to speak about it on twitter and they'll even there was even a thread recently that was um based on posting photos of you and your significant other you being the sex worker and your significant other you know being your partner Um, And it was a beautiful thread. And I was like, this is fantastic. But a lot of the time that kind of shatters the illusion and the fantasy for clients. Yes. Um, In in terms of talking about it with girlfriends, I mean, these are things that you only talk about if if you have a very separate life and if you're not out as a provider, then you may talk about it with your close provider friends, but you may not have many of those. Right. You know, or you may have one or two and, and it's kind of like, you both know what it's like. So I guess you, you kind of talk about it a little bit and not in too much detail, but I think that the point of difference with you is that you had no experience whatsoever. So you, you looked at it from every each angle and that's why I feel like, you know, information and um, perspective came up that perhaps hadn't been touched on. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted to, I wanted to make sure I had interviewed, uh, a male escort for this to obviously to get another perspective. Um, I didn't want this to be a woman's story. I didn't want it to be from the male side and, and the S the provider I interviewed, um, the interview was, was somewhat disappointing. It, it it can, I can tell that it didn't weigh on him and he didn't have to deal with the same issues that the females did and he was just like he was just like yeah yeah no no big deal it's okay and you know obviously and he did admit that you know obviously in our society that males sleep around are generally looked upon as as, as kind of masculine Hero, heroes and, and, and yes and it's a very you know it's a totally and it's a very masculine trade and, and women do 
don't. So I left him out, and I just didn't think I just didn't think it would add anything. I really wanted to be just women's voices, where we're saying, okay, this is our this is our story, and you know, follow follow the story that I wanted to tell of mm-hmm. them. So that took place over you know a, a reasonably long period of time. So we see how it be, the beginning and middle and ends, and and mm-hmm. it works. And if there is you know happiness the end of the rainbow um and you know i think there's they're still going to struggle with it and one of the questions that one of my editors had raised was would it be easier um for to have relationships if it was legalized Mm -hmm. and i didn't particularly think so in a sense just because you know we live in a quite conservative country and 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 I still think, you know, it's, you know, with, with the church and I, I still think it's frowned upon and it's social mores until that changes. Um, I, I think women will still struggle in this industry to, to date and to, and to, you know, date freely and openly and, and as much as they want. I mean, look, from my personal experience, um, I've, I've worked in a country that, sex work is legal and my dating experiences weren't different so they were they were they were more accepting more open no they weren't they weren't different at all no 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 i felt like i've worked in london i've worked in australia and you'll speak to girls from those countries or who have toured those countries or lived in those countries for a time and it's not any different it doesn't matter that it's legal i think it just makes it more precarious and perhaps you're a little bit more careful but the attitude is the same really that's and the, that's feed, the feedback that you get is the same and the, the dread that you get when you know you're, you're deliberating over how to tell someone and when to tell them or you know what to say or like how to bring it up you know there's I, I remember um <laughs> I remember going over to this guy's house and he had this book it's a very famous book by a photographer I can't remember what it's called but it's basically um photographs of predominantly male sex workers but of course I open up the book and there's like the, the photo of the only female sex worker in the entire book I'm like woo! <laughs> but um, it's a beautiful book and I hadn't and we kind of this was like maybe we'd been hanging out for a few months or something and I was like oh this is a great segue like I'm like oh so what do you like about the book <laughs> yeah. and I never ended up telling him but I thought that was really interesting so it's almost like you look for these clues or you bring up something or like have you ever been you know to a strip club or just something you know have you what do you think about this or you know how, how liberal are you is a really general one you know so it's it's, it's you interesting. have to vet them, and they, you know, yeah. and what I gathered was the providers, they are good, they they are good judges of character, they can read people quite well, yeah. and they're very aware, at least the, the women I was working with, were very aware of of red flags, and, you know, finding the, the potential partners that would be more, uh, typically more uh, open about this in bigger cities, obviously with a, you know, liberal bent uh more progressive etc etc but still i mean even progressive candidates can have can struggle with it uh again until definitely it seemed like until you're in that shoe in those shoes um it's probably you know i i i would have to i can't picture it i i wouldn't know how to feel about it okay um 
personally. Yeah, I, I just think it would be such a, I think it would be a challenge okay. I mean, for anybody. Now, I have a few more questions for you. Um, uh, okay, so what was the funniest or the saddest or the thing that made you feel the most out of, you know, kind of doing this story? Um, well, there were some funny stories. Yeah. Um, there was one story. It's just funny where one provider <clears throat> was telling stories about she had, she was dating a former client, okay. uh, which happens. Pretty, yeah. I think I think it seems like every provider dates at least one former client yeah. <laughs> because they can be open and they can be uh, they can be themselves and and, and you know, yeah. a lot of them say their most honest relationships are with clients. Yes, I would definitely agree with that. Yeah, and um, but she was telling a story where she came back one day from work and she said, "Well, I we have to go back and use birth control again." And he was like, what happened? She she explained that the client, that with the client, the condom kept slipping off. Oh, um, but she, and her boyfriend assumed it was because the guy was too small, but she didn't tell him it was because he was too big. Oh, you know, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. I mean, um, how do you broach that? Yeah, honey, I'm really sore because my client had a really big penis. Like, you know. Yeah, that's falling off. I know. And I'm like, I think that's a fair omission. Yeah, right. absolutely. I fully support that. Yeah. And, and one, one of the sadder ones was one provider who had been involved with a guy somewhat casually for two years. But it was funny. When I first started talking to her, she's like, yeah, it's really – it's just casual. It's just a, you know, fun playing. But as we talked over time and met, you know, I could tell that she had real feelings for him. Yeah. And, um, you know, she went and after two years, she told him one yeah. night. Yeah. And he was so supportive and, and great. And she was elated. I saw her the, the day after she got back from the weekend and she was oh. just thrilled. Oh. And I... I said, okay, just be careful, because, and then, and then it sunk in, and he was not very nice. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, and it, it really, and she's Aww. the loveliest person, and it really, it really kind of, it really saddened me. It didn't particularly surprise me okay. when she had kind of described him, but uh, it did, and, and, and she was, I think it, I think it really hurt her. And she kind of brushed it off, which you have to. You have to kind of just, you know, keep going. But that was really, I was really bummed out about, about that one. Oh, that makes me sad as well because yeah. you, you know what it's like and it's so, oh, it's horrible. Yeah. Yeah, two years. I mean, you know. It's a long time. I know. I know they were not in the same city and she would just go down there when she worked and, and et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, but she was so, he was so, when she told me he was so supportive that night and were lying in bed, you know, he was so, and then it started to change. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so there were quite a, you know, there were a few of those stories. There was no shortage of those. Yeah. 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 And you know, it, it, um, you know, it's not a surprise. No. No. Okay. Now, what was the part of the story or the part of the process that made this kind of truly worthwhile and, and satisfying for you? Um, well, first and foremost, uh, the subjects themselves yeah. um, were very 
so extremely self-aware um and that makes for me in the style that i write and the stories that i write i mean that's ideal and you don't get that a lot uh, of people who are you know really again that self-awareness that ability to really look at themselves and be honest with themselves and that was another thing of this honesty where i didn't get in, in any sense of any subjects were selling a bill of goods or trying to be like oh yeah this is just great and and it was it was a real because they are such honest and open individuals well i mean it's quite ironic that sex work is such honest work like the situations that you're faced with and the things that you have to do and the kind of you know it's it's all very i'm gonna say eighth house stuff because that pretty much means it's all stuff that kind of simmers below the surface and that we don't want to kind of like you know tilt the the head the the lid of the pot and kind of look underneath to see you know what spiders or what you know cobwebs have been you know running around and and causing a mark but we deal with all that you know you yeah. you come home and this is this is going to sound horrible but you know you'll come home and you'll be like i just dealt with skid marks on the bed and i need to completely you know disinfect my entire body now you know like i knew another girl who yes. got come in her ear and had to go get uh, that 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 <laughs> that um aqua ear and it's like we deal with these incredibly kind of confronting and squirmish. I mean, some some people love it. Like I remember reading this article and I did a podcast about this and she said, by the end of your time as a sex worker, you'll either have no qualms about anything at all in terms of personal hygiene or you will become an obsessive compulsive yeah, cleaner. I'm it's like sure. one or the other. <laughs> so it's like we deal with all these incredibly, you know, uncomfortable and very human very human things so of course we're honest of course we're realistic of course you know like we're not going to mince our words and and you know if you're if you're dating someone who kind of i think you get to the point where you're like i'm sorry but if and and i hope that every provider gets to this point eventually because there's definitely a few years where you fluff around and you put up with the bullshit you really shouldn't but you get to the point where you're like, you know what? If you're not going to accept me for the incredible person that I am, because there are so many sex workers who are just some of the most wonderful people that I've ever met. It's like then on your bike and go away. Like, you know, yeah. ride off into the sunset with, you know, the, the girl that you think that you should be with. Because Well, again, and this was a, this was a reoccurring uh, point that a lot of providers made, that they tend to put up with less than great behavior because they're afraid that someone they you they won't be find, find someone, someone else to else. accept them yeah and yeah. That, i've totally done that because you're like yeah. oh and also i think you invest so much into that person because you know that there is there are so many extra complications and extra things yeah. to like account for that you're like yeah. well i i need to i need to just give this all that i've got because then I'm going to have to start from square one again, and we all know what that means. And that means, Oof, you know, coming uh, up with a story again of how I'm going to tell this person. It's, yeah. it's bad enough for us in the, in the, in the regular world. I you know. know, I mean, acting, you know, oh, the, God. The level. absolutely. I mean, uh, and it was, and it, it, it was, you know, the, I asked a lot of the subjects for time, uh, which they all gave, which was great. And, and they, you know, they, they trusted me, which was 
Uh, I mean, I've been doing this a long time. I've written about the mob. And, and this isn't this isn't your and, first covert story. Like you've you've no, done no. Yeah. I've done I've done some, but still, it's still a it's still no shortage of trust that they they. Um, Especially, you know, especially being a male, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I was worried about that, actually, yeah. as the author of this. It's like, but I, I also think that was uh, had its advantages as well, too, um, in a sense of, you know, changing my mind uh, in a sense that, that I was no, I didn't have a, you know, I, I have no problem with, with, um, female sex work and such, but it was interesting to see my uh, perspective change. And that's what makes me want to write stories like this, where I'm, I'm finding out, uh, I'm learning about subjects as well as myself on some of these. Well, I think that you've done a phenomenal job. And, and just to highlight what you just said, I, I, I was going to ask you, do you think that it was controversial to write a story such as this from a male's perspective? But in fact, I think that you've done such a brilliant job that it's turned it its way around and that it's probably caused a lot of people to change their view because even just having the you know by tim struby by a male author it's like oh hang on a male has written this and, yeah. and a male has gone into the depths of this topic and really given it it's 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 um honor and it's due and i feel like that's really commendable so thank you so much you are very welcome. <laughs> it's pleasure. Um, it was a pleasure chatting about this. It, it is. It, I really do, and I and I hope. I hoped for the story, and I had told all the subjects at the outset of this, and this was another element of the trusting. I was saying, I was saying, I'm not. This is not going to be a sensationalized story. It's going to be more the opposite. It's going to be really? less sensational than most of these sort of uh exposés that come yeah, out it's, yeah it's not this is something that people will read it and they they will feel like wow they won't be like wow they'll be like wow i really feel like i know these people in this world a lot better to humanize That's this beautiful. as opposed to make it sound like you know that something or you know that it's on you know in the New York Post or people are just, you know, where you get it's one or two sensational yeah. quotes, which, which misrepresents all of it. And and that's why it's take the time and the, and the length of the story to really say, okay, you know, you leave people feeling like, wow. And I had a lot of people who I were surprised when they said, you know what, that was really, it gave them a, a bit of a different perspective on this and, and the job and the career and, and the women involved. Definitely, definitely. I can 100% attest to that. Like most stories that you get will be like, you know, very fully embellished or glamorized or, um, you yep. know, like TV shows that, that, and that's one of the reasons why I loved Secret Diary of a Call Girl because it was so real and it was so relatable. You know, when you watch yeah. a show like The Girlfriend Experience, for instance, it, it was very kind of like, I guess, dramatized. And of course, you know, it's Hollywood, like they do that. But at, yes. the, at the same time, it didn't it didn't do any justice to the, the authenticity that is behind this very kind of un, un what's the word? Um, it, it's not understood. It's not well understood, this industry. You know, no, it's, it's not. It's mm. it's it's not. And and the representations and the girlfriend experience was that Soder was the Soderbergh series. Yes, right? yes, yes. Which I which I wound up watching. And I, I you know and, and what what I and I know it was stylized in that certain 
part of aesthetic and that cold. But I was like so sad because all of the providers who I dealt with and interviewed, they were all so warm and funny and interesting and and these big great personalities, and they were all represented as these kind of cold women on the. I, that's what really bothered me about that. Yeah, but no, like, nobody likes a sourpuss. Like if you turn up to no. a date and you're like a, a, a wet fish. Then yeah. do you think that somebody is going to have a good time? You know, like, like you have to, you know, even though everything is signed, sealed and delivered and it's like we both know, you know, you both know what you're there for, there's still an, there's a mystery and intrigue and magic that needs to be cultivated to create enough warmth for both parties to feel safe and to, to kind of go into this, like, realm for a little while and have this, you know, kind of, intimate experience whether and i know that's i'm saying that from a very biased point of view because that's how i operate and i know there's many different you know types of sex workers and and experiences but you know if you turn up unless you're doing some kind of you know role play then that's generally very much not the case no no, (laughs) and that's and again that humanizing in the story and and you know it's a very universal tale and yeah. people you know what it was it was something that people could relate to and that's what i wanted i think that's i think I you've done a phenomenal job so thank you so much you are very welcome and thanks for chatting today i always uh am happy to talk about the story and it is interesting and should be talked about and what are you working on next we would love to know i am working on a story about a female boxer and Ooh. about how femininity can is a double standard in boxing and how it can work against female boxers okay wow and uh and working on a novel so brilliant keeping busy that's very exciting well we wish you all the best with those projects and we thank you so much for your time today and i will pop a link to the story in the show notes it has been published by playboy and thank you thank you thank you thank you so much for having me bye bye